Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMSCast. My name is Chris Badgett and I'm joined today with a special guest. Today we have Mike Weiss from Client Engagement Academy. And uh, Mike is a real expert in online course creation, platform creation, instructional design. And, and really, if I had to pick just one area in all that, it, it has to do with an obsession with uh, engagement and really pushing the industry forward in terms of increasing course completion. And we're going to get into that and we're going to get into kind of some of the problems out there in the e-learning, the online course or the, the digital learning landscape. But first, Mike, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's um, I'm looking forward to uh, spending some time with your with you and your audience. I've been uh, watching uh, you in the space, and it's amazing to see your dedication and commitment to excellence. Um, and so, uh, both for the educator and the student, I love that. Thanks, Mike. Um, one of the things that I really, I think I heard a statistic from you uh, in a presentation in the Devon's uh, Slavin's Course Creation Summit, uh, which I, I think I've borrowed and been using. And I'm really happy to give you credit publicly. And also, I heard in our earlier conversation, you rolling off even more statistics that I'm likely going to borrow in the future, uh, just with more detail. But one of the things you've really worked on is uh, increasing engagement. And uh, I have some other podcast episodes, um, that way old ones about the dirty little secret of membership sites. And that dirty little secret um, is that sometimes people buy stuff they don't finish or don't use. And I heard somewhere from you that there was like a 10% industry average completion rate. And I thought we could start there and kind of look at the problem. But let's start with some statistics. What, what are some of the either recently or, or that you know about in the different types of e-learning? What are some statistics around course completion? Yeah, some of these you can find online fairly easily. Like, for instance, um, like I have some broad categories. There's the personal development space, which, you know, I'll share my personal experience from that space. And having spent many years in that space and um, dealt with uh, as an educator with customers, I knew what my numbers were and I knew what some of the peer numbers were. Uh, so that's uh, the personal development space. And then there's the business opportunity space. That's really anybody that's looking to take a course to improve their life in some way, shape, or form in business or hobbies or those type of things. And then there's sort of the, the in-between, which is really hard to classify. Um, and then if we look at some of the newer um, uh, channels like the MOOCs, the Harvard, Yale, you know, University of Pennsylvania, that data for sure is online because they have a, a big challenge. And it's, it, it just goes to show, I think, our audience that they took the best professors at those universities that, I mean, I don't know what the, the, the tuition is a year, but it's got to be 60, 70 grand a year now. They took the best professors and took some of the best courses and put them out for free. And they get 50% of people aren't even logging in. And their completion rates are in the, uh, say, 4 to 8% range. That's, to me, really sad. Uh, Udemy, which has... Uh, 12 million students and 40,000 instructors. They're an uh, aggregator of educators and an aggregator of students. You know, I've heard that their number is sub 10%, around 8% completion rates. 
uh, personal development, which is where, so we peaked out before we, we took action, was around 12%. And then the business opportunity space, uh, that is where it's shockingly low. I mean, I, in my opinion, they're all disgustingly low, but business opportunity is at like 3%. Um, that, that's a shame. That's what inspired me uh, six years ago when we only had 12% of our customers. Um, I, I helped start a company with John Asaroff that was a brain retrainment company. Um, and, and so we, we faced this problem as educators. And then uh, we, we did move the needle into the low 20%, but not because of any of the things I'm doing today. It was because of we hired human beings, the, the client onboarding experience. We used uh, automation and some accountability you know, just hard work, but not from anything that really we're doing today. So, um, yeah, those are the numbers. It makes when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're an educator and you're faced with those numbers, it makes business really tough. Yeah, that's a, that is a huge, you know, gorilla in the room. And I'm sure that in-person classrooms or, you know, in-person schools, uh, at all levels have a much higher completion rate. So there's this, there's this challenge of the, uh, you know, the learn at home situation. I mean, the same thing I think happens when people buy uh, books that they don't finish or other kinds of information products of whatever variety. Um, in my opinion, some of that comes from uh, the, the content. Maybe it's, it's not that engaging or perhaps someone feels like, oh, I was sold this, but once I got behind the paywall, that's not real. I'm not really feeling it. I'm not seeing the value or I'm not seeing results fast enough. But why, I mean, what do you think underlies, like what's the key pro what are some of the key problems behind um, these low rates? You mentioned onboarding and, you know, engagement, trying to hook people back in that encourage them to come back. But what, what yeah. else is going on under the hood? Well, that's a great question. And I have a, there's, I, there's a, philosophical answer that it will be general and then I can get into more specifics. What you hit on is absolutely true. If I, let's take an example. Um, if I'm, if I'm interested in learning about socially conscious business and I'm at an employer and I'm looking to change jobs and I want to make a, a difference work-wise, but I also want to work for a company that's socially conscious. So it would behoove me uh, to learn about it before my interview. So the traditional way is to go to a bookstore. I guess people don't go to bookstores that much anymore, but go online and shop. You buy three or four books on socially conscious business. You read some, some chapters here, there, blah, 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 blah. And then like you said, a, a lot of stuff ends up on the shelf. So it, it gets shelved. Um, and that to me is where the online education industry is. There's a clear line in the sand between online education and traditional brick and mortar education. Traditional brick and mortar education, when you enter in to uh, high school, you go with a, you're going to graduate and you're going to graduate um, because without that, you're not getting into college. And when you go to college, you're going to college because you're going to graduate because you're going to get a better job than if you didn't go to college. An MBA, doctor, lawyer, uh, any other more advanced education you go with one thing in mind, and that's to graduate. So the mentality of that student is uh, completely different because 
in, in their own selfish right. They're going into something with an end in mind because they want to then get the benefit of that time and money invested. So like if you want to break down you know, 500 years of education even more to its core, it comes back to the same concept of basically any investment we make in life. And that is if we can't get a, a mathematical return, then the investment generally is going to fail. So people don't like to look at education that way. But my background in 29 years in the financial business, um, and a spreadsheet guy, I look at a lot of um, opportunities like that. So then people say to me, well, look, doctors, that doesn't, that's not the case for doctors because they want to save lives. And I'm like, that's bull crap. Um, because if you th think about what a doctor goes through, they go through college and then they go through doctor school and then they go through, um, you know, a few years of, uh, you know, additional training. Um, so the bottom line is, you know, their education today, um, not only is it 10 or 12 years, but it could be close to a half a million dollars. Now, if they weren't paid more because they were a doctor and they were just making $75,000 a year, the entire system would fail because no one's going to spend 10 or 12 years and, and, and be in debt a half a million if you can't make a return on your investment. So it all comes down to this magic formula. Now, if we take that and we say, okay, let's look at the online education world. Well, online education world is no better than a bookstore, as you mentioned. And I don't even know if you were actually thinking about it this way, but take all the online courses out there, they're bookstores with books. And so when people are buying these courses online, they have no real intention of finishing them like they would if they entered into a course that was in high school, college, or it was a prerequisite for them to get something because that mindset is I'm going with the beginning and I'm going to finish. So where was um, the transition from, okay, online world is like just books, which by the way is why those part of the reason why the graduation rates are so poor, because I don't even think people are so focused on that. Um, and where has it now changed? And for me, what caused me to pivot my entire business and go from you know, being an expert in online marketing to basically shutting down that entire business and building uh, my own platform is where, because of what Mozilla did with the digital badge. And they recognize you know, they're a global brand, so they can affect the world. And they realize, I think, a lot of what I've just shared is that, okay, it's a broken industry. What's missing and what can we help with? And that's the magic to me of the digital badge because for the first time now, an educator has an open source architecture, a, uh, a way, a methodology, a tool that they can easily say, okay, my course is 10 modules and you're going to start and at the end, you're going to be able to get a diploma and a digital badge. Now, that methodology, which wasn't available three or four or five or 10 years ago, now creates this new opportunity to actually shift the mindset of your students as they come into your course. So to me, like, you know, there's a lot of secret sauce that I, build, build, I put into building because we, we consult, design, build, and host our platforms for our customers. I'm going to go through some of those. Those are more strategic, but, you know, the, the entire thing comes back to mindset and if you can adjust people's mindset prior to them coming in saying, look, you know, you're, I, I'm up for a student outcome. 
That's why I want you to buy my course. If you just want to buy it and shelve it, like, you know, more, I'm not going to stop you, but like I've designed this with one purpose in mind. And that's like, you want an outcome and we designed it to get an outcome. How? Boom, 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 boom. And by the way, at the end, you get a digital badge. That digital badge becomes their way to get their return on their investment. You know, how so? Because it's a way for them to show that they've actually made that investment in themselves and they accomplished something and they attained some level of specialized knowledge. So I know I spoke for a long time. I just want to just tie the bow tie on that example of that socially conscious person, the socially conscious business person. So now the next woman is at a company and she wants to change companies and go work for a socially conscious business company. So instead of buying books, she finds two courses online. They're expensive. They're, you know, a grand each on socially conscious business. And they deploy digital badges and they're focused on student outcomes. So she makes the investment in herself and spends a grand and a grand and five weeks and 10 weeks. And now when they both work into the uh, interview of the company, the one guy says, hey, you know, I, I learned a lot about social conscious business. I know your, your company is, I want the job. He's like, well, the interviewer says, well, what do you know? So like, ah, I bought this book, that book, this book, that book. He's like, oh, okay, great. Next, the woman comes in, sits down, and he says, you know, we're a socially conscious business. What do you know about it? And she says, with your permission, um, can I come around your side of the desk? So the entire relationship has shifted. Yeah. And she says, well, just pull up my LinkedIn. And she pulls up his LinkedIn, her LinkedIn, and you say, you see this course and that badge? You see this course and this badge? And the guy's like, yeah, that and a quarter will get you a telephone call. She's like, no, no, no click the badge. And this is what, uh, you know, I think Mozilla has done. That's, uh, this is the beginning of a trend that's going to shake online education globally. It's doing it already, but in a very, uh, the very beginning phase, the guy clicks it and it instantaneously takes it back to the educator's site and it's her encrypted portfolio. And it says, congratulations. This is a date. This is when she passed. And it talks about all the criteria of the course. So the person can actually see Oh, it was 10 hours, 15 videos, quizzes, final exams, blah, 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 blah. And then it talks about her new skill set. And she's like, oh, now click the next one. And then once again, boom, more, more stuff. So this person walks out of that interview with a completely different relationship to the chance to get that job. And the reason why is because she has a way to get a return on her investment. That is now quantifiable. And you know what? She's going to get the job. And so this to me, like your, your question was an amazing question. There's a lot of things that we do strategically, but this concept is so big that, you know, this is the one I try to convey to my customers is that this is, we got to get on board with this and everything else will come together. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. That's really cool. And I've, I've often thought about this issue of jobs, education on the path to job or career, and how when we live in a world with increased uncertainty, um, I just I actually see a huge opportunity for employers to say, um, to put together like a course or a track, some kind of learning track for certain positions or the HR department. Whereas like, for example, I've run a web agency. And I almost never ask people where they went to school. I actually care about what they've 
done and, you know, things about their personality and how they interact with clients and things like that. And if I wanted to build a, you know, I could actually piece together like what I believe is the, the, you know, the perfect set of skills required to get to be a perfect fit for that role. But I might, as an employer, I may have a very different um, story to tell than what that person might hear if they go to their community college or in the university. Like, this is actually what I want and I will pay you however much money, salary and benefits and all this stuff if you have this skill set, which is diverse. And um, I just see the job market shifting that way as the world becomes more uncertain, as there's more automation. Uh, people like the, the skills required and the fluidity that businesses and economies change uh, it's really hard for, you know, a traditional education system to keep up. It doesn't mean they're not, it's not necessary, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a funny situation where, um, you know, one of my biggest complaints is as an employer, and a lot of employers would say this, like, it's hard to find good people. And what a lot of great people say is hard to find good jobs. Well, what connects those things? Learning. Learning connects those things. It just needs to be the right kind of learning. So um, I was reading an article recently on some kind of e-learning news site and was trends for 2017. And one of those was um, the rise of accreditation and certification through badges or certificates and whatnot. But what's going to end up happening, according to this article, is that people will start creating their own certificates that aren't necessarily like, they might be kind of unique. Like I may say like, okay, if you, if you go through all this like training, which may seem random on the surface, all these different skill sets, you're going to be a perfect fit for my company or this kind of job. Um, totally. yeah. yeah. But go yeah, ahead. So, so yeah, what you're saying is, is, is so true. Like I have a, a, one of my clients, he's created a likability course. And so like, you know, when you're hiring that, like, you know, probably never heard of a likability course. I never heard of it. The guy's just an awesome guy. Um, and when he told me about it, I was like, that's strange. But like not ever, people are very uh, self-conscious about how likable they are. And they become maybe introvert because they don't feel like if they are themselves, they're going to be like. And so if you're an employer and you have like your, your, your project management people, they need to be likable. Yeah. Because they, they have to relate to your customers where the, maybe the programmers don't. And so if you knew like you were going to scale and say, okay, I need 20 project managers and these are the skill sets that I know that I need because this is the winning formula, you could actually reach out and say, okay, to this client, the likability course, you could find four or five courses in the four or five disciplines that you know they needed. And you could actually say to them, like, I want to put together an internal training I'll, I'll pay you per seat. Can I have your course and put it a part of internal training? And then you could actually, you know, have people go through before you, you actually even gave them the job and said, look, this is my requirement as to become an applicant and I'll pay for the training. Um, so even if you don't end up working here, you're going to be much better off. But like, you know, this is a prerequisite even before you come into the application process. Like the, the application for what you're describing and for what we can do now is, is just as much as you can imagine we can create and this specialized knowledge is what's going to differentiate people as we move through the process. You know, this is great 
for you know a company looking to hire people. You know, one of my customers is a digital marketer, and um, I consulted, co-designed, built, and launched, and hosted all nine of their certification programs for them. And you know, some of those uh, folks are you know doing it just to improve their own knowledge so they can you know be better at digital marketing, and some of them are newbies that are you know going through each of the certifications and deep 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 and then going out and practicing and getting certified and then creating um you know at home businesses and so those digital badges become you know their marker where for the first time now they've got social proof that they at least meet a standard in an industry digital marketing they're you know you don't i mean you don't really go to college for facebook advertising so how do you tell right. someone good at facebook advertising or not or you know, you know, blog creation or, you know, or email, mar- I mean, all the core areas, there's no standard. And so now there's a way for a company like Digital Marketer to create their standard. Now, I will share with you that, you know, in every industry, there's the poo-pooers, right? So the poo-pooers are saying, well, anybody can create a digital badge, so no digital badge carries any weight because Harvard's badge has been you know, around for a long time. Harvard's badge coverage carries weight you know, an association that approves, you know, course work. So it's accredited for a college credit then stamps all courses in college because they went to the association as a college accredited. That makes them great. Well, the bottom line is what makes a course great is if a student gets an outcome. And in my opinion, because of the outcome, they can change the trajectory of their life. So who's to say a digital badge is good or bad, or it doesn't carry weight, the bottom line is that it's going to prove itself, right? And that's a little, I mean, that's like digital marketer. I love Ryan Dice and Richard Linder and those guys, and, you know, they've been great to work with. But at the end of the day, I don't think they imagined how powerful the program would be because they didn't truly understand the power of digital badges. Uh, so, and not, and not that I did either. Uh, you know, I knew that they were powerful, but now we're seeing, you know, firsthand um, how they just shift the relationship of, okay, there's a beginning and there's an end. Um, so I'm coming in with the expectation to finish and also how to connect those dots for people so they can actually have a live digital report card, which is there and available for them to get a return on their investment for the rest of their career. So it's totally cool stuff. That is really cool. And what Mike's doing here is he's really elevating the conversation and what we're, what we see in the landscape information products like online courses is not just about taking book content or just some other, some blog posts and like packaging it in a membership site and calling it an online course, which has higher perceived value. It's about like creating real outcomes for people. And that's the difference between the ones that work and you know, the ones that don't, the best marketing is a good product. And if somebody goes through a, Great uh, uh, do you know who I'll give credit? I don't know where that came from, but um, that is, a, it is a good one. And, you know, if somebody goes through a course, whether it was made by the company who was offering the job or let's say an entrepreneur saw an opportunity, like, Hey, I work at Google and I noticed that these five people, you know, are not like everybody else or didn't, they're not pedigree, but they still got in here. How did that happen? And then he talks to him and figures out, Oh, this is actually the magic formula to kind of self-style, get your, 
get a job at Google or, or wherever, you can create like training content around that. And then over time, if it works, you know, other people are, it's are going to take off. Google might endorse it. Be, be like, keep doing what you're doing. Cause you're sending great people through your certification program. And these are the things that happen when real results happen, which only makes the platform, the online course, the training even stronger. Totally. So yeah. I know. I know like, you know, we were supposed to spend more time together, but you and I, when we had our scheduled call, we got in such a deep conversation before we actually went live. We sucked up a lot of time, which is, which is great. Cause it was really deep and awesome and juicy. Um, I do want to make sure that, um, we at least cover some of those other additional engagement uh, topics that I think are important along with um, the digital badge. Um, I think Chris, this is, um, we're really getting to know each other now. So we're going to have an opportunity to do a bunch more of these together. Um, you know, I love your passion and what you're doing and, and how you've created the opportunity for all folks um, to, that have specialized knowledge to go out and create a product and, and, and give it out to the world. Um, I know we both believe that education is part of the solution to, you know, helping this world heal and move into a better place. So um, I think we're going to end up having a, you know, a lot of conversations like this. So how much time do we have left? Let me just gauge it. I want to go through those. Um, so, yeah. Well, yeah, let's, let's do a, a lighting round on that and then we'll, we'll plant some seeds of what we'll do some more of these and, and tell people where to go in the meantime. Yeah, perfect. So the, the things that I speak about in terms, and some of these are proven, meaning that you can go on Google and look them up. That means that they're proven now. Um, and some of them are just the ones that we know that work. Um, you know, I'll share that like, you know, for us at client engagement Academy, we, um, we consult, we design, we build and we host. And because we're in the business of hosting, um, I'm looking at, you know, real data all the time. And so when I talk about what's working, what's not, it's because we have a lot of um, uh, companies that we're managing their sites for and we're seeing and we're constantly making in incremental improvements for all of our, you know, customers and sites based on their customers' feedback. So if there's one that I will harp on that I think is uh, ultra important, it's being able to understand your data. So when we say, okay, Mike, what is going to make us more successful with increasing those completion rates from 3, 5, 10, 12% to 20% or even 30%, that'd be a 2 or 300% increase. Um, I'll share this. I, I, I can share it because I, I, I spoke at Traffic Conversion last year. I did a case study. Um, so the completion rates were on average around 40% for a digital marketer. Um, and that number is just, it's outrageous how high that number is because those certification programs, it's not like a course. We're not comparing a Udemy course at 8% to 40% because those, those uh, certifications are intense. There's a lot of content. There's quizzes, the final 66 question final, like you got to know your stuff to complete. So if it was like a fluffy course, I'm sure it would be at 60 or 70%. So what we're doing is working. And so the things that we're putting in along with digital badges, which, you know, to me is like, you know, for every traditional course, you have to have that. That's, so that's one. Um, we have to have quizzes and certifications. So, um, and a lot of these things, you can just go on Google and look and look up adult education, quizzes, certifications. Do they work? And the answer is yes. Adults like to be uh, uh, quizzed and they, they like the challenge that helps 
improves comprehension and engagement as well. If they know that there's a quiz that's coming at the end of a lesson, they need to pass it to go on to the next lesson, then that helps all areas of that. Um, a lot of this stuff also we have to thank the online universities, which is one thing that we didn't talk about today. But, you know, they suck wind when they first invented themselves because they didn't figure out how to engage people online and they had high failure rates and a lot of them went out of business. But now there's a lot of them that are very successful because they're sort of crossing over between the traditional brick and mortar and the online world and then the studies that they put out now. So, you know, the quizzing is stuff that comes from, you know, the online universities. Like if they don't graduate people, they got to go out of business, um, which is a lot harsher reality than, say, an online educator. Um, so a lot of the stuff comes from them. So it's um, certifications and quizzing. Reporting is cr crucial. Like you got to know your data. Um, so uh, for what we do, we know exactly where every single student is at any particular point in time, which allows us to measure the velocity of the students going through the course, the average number of days it takes from lesson to lesson. Um, we're looking at the quizzes they're getting, the comprehension scores. We're looking at engagement on the videos drop-off rates. So we're looking at, I mean, there's so much activity into the site. There's, you know, we, I don't know, there's like 40 different sort of subtopics that we can uh, look at data on, but that's imperative because you have to make um, adjustments. And that's where, when you talk about another facet of gamification, or I call it prizeification comes in, it's like, yeah, you, we know that works, but you just can't randomly add gamification because it's going to have no effect. So where would you put gamification? In the place where people are getting stuck. They could be getting stuck just because that's where everyone naturally gets tired in a course, which is in the second week. Gamify it. But unless you know your data, it's pretty hard to figure out where to help motivate people. So quizzes, reporting, gamification. Uh, this one's a big one. It's client, uh, client pathway algorithms. So um, I'll just spend a really quick second on this. You know, back in the day before learning management systems, when someone bought a course, you send an email with 10 links to the 10 modules. People are like, well, that's bad because they can just forward the email and everyone gets our content. So they said, oh, let's put it behind a login. So they did that. And that was like, oh, the first um, you know, membership site. And then someone said, oh, that's bad because when they log in, they're getting all 12 lessons from once. It's like drinking out of a fire hose. I mean, this is like funny stuff, right? Yeah. Drinking out of a fire hose, they're going to overwhelm them. They're going to get stuck. True. So then the next genius, which I think is ingenious, it was one of the worst things that people moved in a trend to, was locking down the content. Someone said, oh, this is a good idea, without actually thinking through it, that let's 10 modules over 10 weeks, and we put, that's our prescription, and they have to go week by week. If we restrain them, they'll get a chance to digest, they'll get through it, we won't overwhelm them, and we'll do something that's good, bad, worse, terrible decision. Because 25% of your customers are going to be type A people like me that act fast, talk quick. And if I see something that I want and I buy it, like I don't, if you drip it out by the second week that you torture me, I'm out. So you literally, if you say, how is it only 12% completion rates? Well, take 25% of the people off the board if you're just purely dripping content because you'll torture them and they will not complete, right? So you need to have a dual client pathway where you're going to be able to control the experience through and also give people to go through as quickly as possible, not randomly jumping around in your pathway as long as they're comprehending. So that means they can take, you know, 10 modules and do them in two days as long as they're passing each one, which is the gateway to open up the next. So you've got to figure out how to focus on that pathway. Um, what else? LMS course structure. That's your Ballywick. 
So yeah. that to me is critical. Like, you know, if someone can't figure out where they were, where they are, where they need to go within five seconds of logging in, you lost them. It's got to be intuitive for the student we're talking about. Like most all people stink at technology. So like you, that LMS is critical. Now, your program is an awesome program. You've, you know, you come from being an educator, a technologist, and your evolution of, you know, just keep getting better and better is driven by, you know, the customer's experience. And so that's critically important as a great solution like yours. And then um, responsive design. So it seems weird that we're even talking about this, Chris. You know, it's 2017, but, you know, there's so many um, online education platforms that are not responsive. It's just old technology that's antiquated. And if your you're thing, I don't know my phone, but if your course doesn't play on any device, any which way you turn it, anywhere in the world at any time, you're toast. Yep. You know, now we're up to almost like 60% of video being consumed on mobile devices. Like if, you're, if you don't play well on a mobile device, you're toast. Um, also, you know, there's a study out there, people can look it up in, uh, on Google, that I think 60% of the LMSs will be replaced over the next uh, 24 months because the life cycle of the LMS, the architecture of that software, just in the last five years has gone antiquated. And so even people that were like early on with LMS and have had them and are using the ones back from three or four years ago, they got to be replaced. The product replacement cycle is driving right now, you know, like billion or I think it's a billion dollars or plus into the new investment of the new architecture and software like yours. So that's critical. And then, of course, digital badges. So those are the ones, boom, 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 boom. There's a lot more, um, but that's what we got. Um, that's awesome. Well, Mike Weiss, ladies and gentlemen, Client Engagement Academy. And Mike also has a course out where he's taking his best knowledge that a lot of his high, high paying clients use and is publishing that for you to get some of his best strategies. That's called e-learning engagement and profit mastery. So go check that out. And before we sign off here, Mike, uh, is there anywhere else you want to point people to find out more about you and what you're up to? And of course, if you're listening and you enjoyed this, Mike's going to come back on the show and we're going to do this some more. So uh, thanks yeah. for coming on the show, Mike. Yeah. So uh, client engagement Academy is the website. But somewhere on the page, if you put a link, uh, um, the course is basically a super deep dive of everything that we spoke about today and more. Um, it's, you know, it's outrageous. It's for people that are just thinking about creating a course because this is stuff you need to know prior to creating it. It's people that have courses and then people that are doing really big business with courses. So it kind of fits the entire gamut. Um, so... Uh, there'll be a link for that. We also actually have a free course, like a mini little free course as well. We have just a ton of content and we're continuing to put it out. So Client Engagement Academy or the link below um, is the best place to, to find me. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Mike. Awesome. Thanks for having me.